sometimes it's okay to be selfish and it's okay to put your needs first and remember that you don't have to live up to what other people think of you or you don't have to live up to what other people have planned out for you. It's all about what you want and um, putting yourself first and putting your happiness first because at the end of the day, you're the only person stuck with you forever. Hello and welcome to Zest and Progress, a podcast that brings you fun, unfiltered motivation and refreshing conversations with athletes and other inspiring people. I'm your host, Leah Clapper, and I hope to energize you to make positive change in your own life and the world around you. On today's show, I'm chatting with Savannah Shanehair, a gymnast at University of Florida and an overall hilarious, kind, and super supportive person. Full disclosure, Sav and I have been teammates for the past couple of years, so we do know each other very well, but we're really going to be diving deep today and having a good time. Let's zest it up. How are you doing today, Sav? I'm good, Leah. How are you? I am great. I'm really excited about this. Me too. I'm so excited for your podcast. I'm just excited to be a guest on here. Yay! Well, I'm excited you are here as well. So to start, let's bring it way back to the beginning. Tell me about how you got into gymnastics and what growing up in the gym was like. Okay, so I started gymnastics when I was four years old. And basically, my parents said that I was just a super like hyperactive child. And they were like, we need to do something with this girl to get some energy out of her so she can sleep at night. Um, I was just bouncing off the walls all the time. So they tried soccer and dance. And they said that I made it through like one practice and was like, I'm never going back. Um, So they were like, you know what, let's try gymnastics. So they brought me to the gym and signed me up for classes. And before I even did a class we're doing like a tour of the gym and they said that they had to literally drag me off of the beam I like wanted to be on it so bad and was so excited and ever since then I just fell in love with the sport and stuck with it ever since so um yeah I've been doing it for about 16 years now and have always loved it I always had a passion for it that's awesome. I actually have a very similar story getting into the gym. I was a super energetic toddler and I would just be doing four rolls and walking all over little surfaces and doing crazy stuff. So my parents took me to parent and tot class, but I also did dance mm-hmm. and dance was just too slow for me at that age. Same. I would be hanging upside down on the ballet bars and trying to do cartwheels when I was like three years old, so gymnastics was it, and I also never looked back. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit more about your growing up in the gym. Um, you moved around a little bit, I know, for training. What was that experience like, and how did it impact you? I started getting serious about gymnastics when I was uh, seven years old. It sounds so crazy now. I'm like, seven years old and I was like training heavily in the gym and like training elite at that young age so it's just like crazy to think back on now but um yeah that's when I really started becoming serious about the sport and when I started my elite training you know two two a day practices morning being homeschooled during the day and then going back in the afternoons for practice um it was when I was 10 years old I ended up moving to Maryland and that's when I was training up with Kelly Hill at Hills Gymnastics Um, and I trained there for about four years, 
when the Olympics were a part of the picture for me and when that was a big dream of mine. Um, so I actually fractured my back when I was up there and it took, it took me out of the sport for about seven months. And I was, at that time, I was like not even going to practice. I was in like a molded hard cast that I could only take off in the shower um, for three months. So it was a pretty severe back fracture and um, just the comeback process was super difficult for me. And at that point, it just wasn't realistic anymore to train for the Olympics. So um, my family separated during those four years and it was me and my mom in Maryland and my dad and brother stayed in Georgia where I'm from just because my dad owned businesses and it really wasn't you know possible for him to move with us um so you know my family made that huge sacrifice for me so when the Olympics weren't really a part of the equation anymore um we decided to move back down to Georgia just to be closer to family and that's when I moved to Georgia Elite which is in Athens Georgia which was still about two and a half hours away from Columbus, where my hometown is. Um, but it was just a lot closer, you know, it went from seeing my family or seeing my dad and brother only on like Christmas day and maybe like two or three other times a year to being able to go home nearly every other weekend. So it was just a lot better um, that I was just focusing on college gymnastics at that point, just to be closer with family and everything. And to have more of a so-called normal life um, with my family. Um, so yeah, then I was there for the last three and a half years, or not quite three and a half years of high school before I came to Florida, so. Wow, that yeah. is quite a crazy story, a lot to unpack there. I think first let's go back to when you said you were training for the Olympics at seven, well, not training for the Olympics, yeah. but having that in your mind and really wanting to go as hard as you can toward that goal from such a young age. For all those gymnastics fans that might be listening, what kinds of skills were you doing when you were seven? Oh gosh, I think it's crazy like looking back again and being like, I was seven years old and doing that kind of stuff. But I actually got my triple on floor when I was seven. Um, I was working front aerial back handspring layouts on beam as my series. Um, is bars is like my favorite event now but I wasn't the best at it when I was younger even though it was still my favorite so I didn't have a lot of super crazy skills on bars I remember I was getting like my shoot over my front giants um like double back dismount so I wasn't throwing any crazy releases at that age yet I did a pretty wide variety of like crazy skills I'd say like on floor I was like a little twister so I was doing like you know triples front double fulls um a bunch of crazy stuff so Wow. Yeah. That's insane. And for anybody that's not a gymnastics fan that's listening to this, all those skills are super hard and <laughs> things that people do when they're in college or at the elite level, stuff that both of us are working on now. Mm -hmm. So that is absolutely insane. I think when I was seven, I was probably just starting to work on my round off back handspring, <laughs> which is a simple backflip. And I can't even imagine doing that when I was that young. That's pretty pretty incredible. So moving forward, you talked a little bit about that back fra fracture. Mm -hmm. That had to be super traumatic, even at, again, at such a young age. What do you, how do you think that impacted you? And did you learn anything um, or have any strong lessons from recovering from that injury that you have brought forward with you into your gymnastics career since then? Yeah, I think that 
it really just opened my eyes in a lot of different ways. I've had a lot of injuries in the sport. I haven't been very fortunate with injuries. Um, but my first back fracture was definitely my biggest injury yet um, at that age, especially at age 13. Um, but I think it definitely, like I said, opened my eyes to make me realize that not everything in life is always going to go the way that you plan it to. And I think that the biggest lesson that I learned from that was that it was a blessing in disguise in my personal life. And I didn't see that till a few years down the road. And, you know, during that time, I was just kind of like, this is the worst thing to ever happen. It's taking me out of the sport that I love. Um, it made me question if I even wanted to do gymnastics anymore. Um, but after being out for so many months, I was like, that's when I was like, no, like, this is what I want to do. Like, gymnastics doesn't define who I am, but it definitely has shaped me into the person that I am, if that makes sense. And so it kind of made me realize that I didn't want to live without gymnastics. So I was so ready to go back afterwards. Um, but I'm sure that most everybody in the country, gymnastics fans or not, has heard of like the Me Too movement and everything that occurred with USA Gymnastics. So when I look back at my back fracture, I look at that now as a blessing in disguise because if I was able to continue to pursue elite gymnastics and I would have made it you know, national team level and everything like that, I could have been a part of that as well. And so um, knowing that I avoided that, you know, has been something that I just view now as like, I'm glad that that didn't happen to me. And I didn't see that in the moment. But, you know, sometimes you just have to recognize that I'm a religious person. So seeing that God was guiding me somewhere else that I didn't know yet. Um, it was definitely a hard pill to swallow in the moment, but something that I look back and I'm thankful for now. Yeah, that seems like a really great perspective to have. I really think it's crazy how when something unfortunate happens and it happens to everybody at some point or another, and it seems like the worst thing ever at that moment, but then years later when you're able to look back and see how all the events in your life like string together to make you the person that you are today and you're able to be grateful for them I think that's a really amazing thing so on that note is there any advice or something you would tell somebody that's in the heat of an injury or going through a rough time any advice you would give them I think that in the heat of the moment injuries can be obviously take a physical toll on your body, but I think that a lot of people overlook how mentally exhausting and draining and how much an injury can affect your mental state of mind. I think that advice that I wish I would have heard during times of my injuries is that it's okay. And sometimes coaches can put a lot of pressure on you, especially in club, um, or even girls putting pressure on themselves, feeling that feeling like they need to live up to a certain expectation or they're not going to get to where they need to be because an injury is holding them back. But I think that it's just important to trust the process, trust that everything happens for a reason and you are exactly where you're meant to be right now. And even if an injury is holding you back right now, that doesn't mean it's going to hold you back forever. And maybe this is something that later down the road you're going to view as a blessing in disguise. You're going to be thankful that happened or it's saving you from something else. So I think it's just important to know that you can only control 
the present. And that's something that, you know, Jenny, our coach, tells us all the time is to control your controllables. So some things are just completely out of control and injuries in most every sport, especially gymnastics, are inevitable. So doing what you can do in that moment and, you know, finding a way to come out stronger, I think is super important and something super helpful to keep in mind. That's awesome. I definitely think that trusting the process and only controlling your controllables is something that's become really true to me mm-hmm. in college and especially this year with the pandemic and everything else that's going on in the world. But on that note, let's shift gears a little bit to college gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about becoming a Gator and what brought you to UF. So people outside of the gymnastics world and some people in the gymnastics world um, don't know that I was actually committed to a different school before Florida. Um, but my junior year of high school or going into my junior year, I actually started looking around and was questioning if I was going to decommit from the school that I was committed to. Um, Jenny was originally the assistant coach at Auburn. So that's where I was committed to before. And she was a huge reason as to why I committed to Auburn in the first place and I was so young I was 13 when I committed there um and so she made that switch to being the head coach here at UF um shortly after I committed to Auburn and so I was obviously devastated to see her go but I stuck out my commitment and you know still gonna plan on going there and everything but um like I said my junior year um I started looking around and Florida was one of the first places I came to visit and as soon as they offered me a scholarship I was like I was like that's where I want to go like I I want to be at Florida um just the family environment the coaches all of the resources that Florida had to offer were just incomparable to anywhere else and I'm sure that every single person on our team could vouch for that um and so I told them that I would, you know, sleep on it, think about it, and I called them, I think, like, a week later, and I was, like, I'm ready to commit, like, I want to be a Gator, and, um, ever, like, ever since then, I was, like, I could never imagine myself anywhere else, and after especially coming to Florida and being a Gator, I really could not see myself being anything, or being anything but a Gator, so I'm super happy to be here, and, very thankful for the opportunities that I've been given. That's so awesome. I think it's just amazing when you have a big decision like that and it's just so clear in your mind about why you want something and why it just feels right and Mm -hmm. feels like home. And that's definitely something that I felt when I was choosing to come to University of Florida as well. So I think that's really fun. Yeah, I think it's just like when you know, you know. I think everyone kind of gets that feeling at Florida. (laughs) Definitely. And I think that's true for really any big decision in life, Mm -hmm. whether it's choosing a school or choosing anything. Yeah. But when it's clear and it feels like home or it feels like the right thing for you, then it is. Yeah, exactly. And that just always feels so good. Mm -hmm. So... You're here at UF, you are at your dream school, and you have a lot of success freshman year, putting up huge scores on multiple events. Tell me a little bit more about your first year as a Gator. Um, 
coming in freshman year, you know, no one knows what to expect. And um, I just remember all of the other girls on the team who'd already been through a season or two were just like, you have no idea what's coming. Like, it's going to be the best time of your life. Like, nothing compares to competing in the O-Dome or just competing in general. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll see when I believe it. Like, I believe it's, like, awesome. But you literally just can't describe the feeling to anybody unless you experience it. It's like the rush of adrenaline that you get when you're competing in front of thousands of people is like no other. And it's just, it's like a feeling that I just, I can never explain to anybody else. You know, you just have to be there. And literally after my first meet in the O-Dome, I was like, I want to do that again tomorrow. Like I want to do it again now. So it was just like looking forward to every Friday, like home or away. I mean, especially home meets are just like, they don't compare to being away, but, um, just like I was, it's, it's like a drug almost. It's like, I just want more. I want more. Like I want, I want to keep competing. This is so much fun. It's just, it's, it's like a feeling that I, I hate that it's already halfway over. I mean, it's crazy that we're already juniors now, but just that feeling is incredible. It really is. I definitely attest to that. Just that energy in the arena is so amazing. And we could probably talk that all about that all day, Literally. but we'll spare listeners a little bit. Uh, we all know it's not all perfect scores and big wins. What is a struggle that stands out as something you had to overcome as a Gator so far? A struggle that I faced is honestly competing for lineup spots. It's it's hard to get into lineups, and um, obviously we want the best for what or the best for our team, and we want to put up the best scores. But everyone wants a spot, you know. So it's like. You want the top six people to be the best six people, no matter what, whether you're in that or you're not. But obviously, everybody wants to be a part of that six. So I think just competing for that line of spot every week in the gym is definitely a struggle, um, but it makes it so much fun. It's a fun struggle, I guess. <laughs> um, it's definitely a competitive atmosphere and... Um, I think it just makes me better and it makes everybody better when everyone's pushing to be the best that they can be, you know, it pushes the person next to you. So I'd say that's something that is like a good struggle in a way. Yeah, I definitely agree with that about just being in that atmosphere where everybody is so amazing and everybody wants to have success so bad and is pushing each other to become better. It only makes one another work harder and yeah. be become stronger and more resilient and really have to dig deep and figure out your why and figure out what is pushing you to become better and just put in that extra work because yes, you want your teammates to succeed, but you also want to succeed yourself. And just, I think something for me coming into college just being in that environment, like becoming surrounded by people that are all extremely good. Like when I was in club gymnastics, I was one of the best people at Mm -hmm. my gym. But then when you come to someplace like University of Florida and all of a sudden everybody around you is even better and the best in the country. It's just, it really pushes you to grow and become stronger and yes it can be frustrating at times 
that is for sure. But I think in the end, what I've realized, especially this year, is I wouldn't be the same gymnast or person that I am now if I wasn't surrounded by all of these amazing people. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. I think another struggle on another note that's actually like just a struggle that I've had to overcome kind of throughout college, especially my freshman year, was speaking up and communicating. I think that everyone coming from like club and elite can attest for this, that, you know, your club coaches don't really want to hear about the injuries or would kind of push them to the side a little bit, at least in my experience. You would just not say anything when you were hurt in club and you would just push through the injuries and that's like the complete opposite in college and you know, they're always stressing for you to communicate when you're not feeling your best and to go in for treatment and that they want to take care of our bodies the best that they can. So I think that coming into college, that was one of the biggest struggles was just speaking up when I was hurting or not feeling my best. But um, I think that being a junior now and having a few years under my belt, I've definitely learned to speak up when something's not right. Yeah, and I definitely think all athletes in general, just finding that balance between pushing yourself and working hard every day, but also giving yourself the grace to take what you need. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just need to take that day and get those couple extra hours of sleep and do some recovery rather than just slamming yourself against the wall again and again, because when you're not bringing a hundred percent to the table, um, and then you're trying to give all that you have, you're just not getting as much out of it. So I think that's a really, really important lesson for everyone. I definitely have learned that in college gymnastics. Moving along, what is a favorite story or moment from your college gymnastics career or just your athletic career in general? I'd have to say that college has definitely been like the highlight of my gymnastics career. My most favorite memory would have to be winning SEC regular season championship this past year in 2020 season. That feeling was just incredible. Um, just all coming together as a team and knowing that our hard work in the gym is paying off. And also knowing that we went undefeated this past season and doing that for the first time in Florida Gator history um, was also a super, super big accomplishment that I know that I was proud of and our whole team was proud of. So I'd say that those those are some pretty great memories that I'll never forget. Yes. Oh, so exciting. I know. Let's do it again this year. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. So on that theme, how would you describe your personal role on the Gators gymnastics team? Um, I feel like from my perspective, at least, I bring a lot of energy to the gym um, and to the team in general. I'm usually a pretty hyper person. Um, I like to make people laugh. I like to make jokes of like everything. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I just, I enjoy seeing people happy. I enjoy seeing people laugh and I really enjoy being the reason for that laughter, like happiness. Um, it brings me a lot of happiness and just to like brighten someone else's day gives me a lot of joy. Um, so, you know, that's like one of my main goals, just going into the gym every day. Obviously I want to have a good practice, but if I can make someone else's day or someone else's practice a little bit better, um, I love doing that because I love when I'm having, I don't love when I'm having a bad day, but I love when someone can cheer me up on my bad days. You know, I just have a lot of 
respect and a lot of appreciation, a lot of appreciation towards those kind of people. So if I can be that kind of person in someone else's life, then I'm going to do everything I can to do that. So I, overall, I'd say I'm a clown and I think everyone on the team can agree with that, but I just have fun with everything. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. (laughs) I love the energy that you bring and just the hilarious jokes and the dancing around. I think when you're doing something that, I mean, yes, it is just gymnastics, but we are in a high stakes environment representing the University of Florida and leaving a legacy here, but you just have to have some fun along the way. And what's, what's something worth doing if you're not going to enjoy it? So just enjoying the process and like, I think you and so many other people on our team are so good at just bringing that fun energy and keeping it light. And I think that's something that can really set a team apart from Mm -hmm. others. Just like having that fun. And I love that. And all the things that come along with that. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, me, along with everybody else on the team as well, like, just brings a lot of authenticity to the team and a lot of individuality. Um, And it just really makes for, like, a great group of people. And just, like, the mixture of all of our personalities is incredible. It's, like, never a dull moment with Gators Gym. Yes, agreed. I think we could have – I don't know if it was you or if it was somebody else. Um, The other day at practice – saying that we could have our own reality oh, TV 100%. show. And we wouldn't have to write any extra drama or any weird things that happen because we're just an exciting bunch. Yeah, that would definitely be like a multi-million dollar reality TV show. <laughs> I think everyone would watch that. Yes. We are a mess, but like the best mess possible. So it would be worth watching for sure. Agreed. Maybe we can bring out a little bit of that on this podcast. Yeah, have for sure. Little reality um gators gym kind of thing going on anyway how do okay going back a little bit more serious of a question for you how do you deal with the pressure of being a student athlete and either just in general or in the context of competing at important meets um I think that it took a lot of adjusting coming into college and coming in I just had the mindset of like oh, like, freedom, like, this is liberating, I'm on my own, I'm doing everything on my own, and then reality kind of hit me, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing everything on my own, like, (laughs) oh gosh, I'm an adult, Um, but I think that I've definitely learned a lot and matured a lot over these past few years, and I think that handling it um, has just taken me, taking advantage of a lot of things like time management, um, using my resources, um, And like you said earlier, just kind of taking what I need and recognizing the things that I do need and listening to my body, listening to my mind, um, and just doing what's best for me to, you know, whether that's reducing my stress, if I'm hurting physically, um, if I'm tired, um, really just listening to myself and taking care of myself in the best way possible. That's awesome. Yes, there's so much, there's so much beyond just practice Mm -hmm. and the whole aspect of being a student athlete is you have to take care of yourself that's for sure and anybody in life I think anybody listening to this podcast you just you have to take care of yourself and focus on those things like 
I feel that when you have a goal, at least I feel like I can get totally immersed in it and think that I'm doing the right thing to get myself there, but really, like, I'm harming myself in another way because I'm putting too much energy into Mm -hmm. one thing and, like, finding that balancing act of just being a living a happy and healthy lifestyle and giving myself that time that I need to recover and not be going 100% all the time towards those things. It's hard, but when you figure that out, which I definitely have totally not figured (laughs) it out completely yet, but I'm getting there, I'm working on it. And But when you do figure that out, like you are propelled further toward your goals, even though it might not seem like the right thing thing to do like yeah. in the moment yeah you know what I mean yeah exactly I think it's important to realize that like there's a lot of aspects that go into every part of your life and like you really just need to sit back and like take a minute and realize that you can't put a hundred percent into every single little thing that you do because I mean you would be exhausted if you did that and um I think it's also important to know that like you said, like, sometimes you just need a break, like, and it's okay to have a break, like, you can't, you can't be full force, full gas, full throttle 100% of the time, like, you need, you need time to recharge, and sometimes, you know, eight hours of sleep at night just isn't enough, like, as much as we want to think it is, sometimes you need just, like, a day to recharge, and I think that adjusting to that, and I've definitely recognized that a lot more this semester, and just this, so far, my junior year, um, that a lot of little things go into, like, the big picture. And just taking what I need and really recognizing those needs is super beneficial. That is so true. I love how you mentioned there are so many aspects to your life. And gymnastics and sports are just one little part of it. Even though it seems like a huge part of your day, like, you're using so much of your energy to be the best person at your sport as you can but there's so much more to life than just that mm-hmm. so playing on that a little bit lately you have been actively sharing your voice as a member of the lgbtq community and what has that experience been like it's been so inspiring to see you share your story and help promote diversity and love these past several months so just anything you want to share along those lines yeah so Um, anyone listening to the podcast, um, if you don't know, I recently in the past year came out publicly on social media as gay with my girlfriend. Um, and at first it was definitely super scary and super nerve wracking just to see and, or like think about how people were going to react and, you know, if I was going to be hated on or, you know, sometimes our minds just go to the worst place possible and after coming out it was the complete opposite I was absolutely overwhelmed with so much support from so many different people that I had never even met before I never even heard of so just knowing that I had some I had support from not only my friends and my teammates my coaches um but just like fans of gymnastics in general or people who just came across my coming out video and just wanted to like express their support and love has meant so much to me so I've had a super positive experience with all of that and I couldn't be more thankful and I think that's definitely contributed to my authenticity that I was talking about earlier with coming to the gym 
um, you know, freshman year, um, I was not out at all, and um, only, like, a few certain people on the team knew, really. Um, in the sophomore year, it started coming out slowly and slowly. Um, in the junior year, I've been out this whole time. Um, so I think that's definitely played into that a lot, of coming into the gym and just being my true authentic self and being genuine and just truly being happy and not not carrying that weight around on my shoulders anymore and, you know, not feeling like I'm having conversations with conversations with people and just lying to them or hiding something from them or hiding a part of who I am so I think that that's definitely helped me a lot just grow as a person and be me and not be not be scared to be me so I've had super positive experiences like I said and I'm just super super thankful for that and thankful for all thankful for all of the support and thankful for my team and everything that has just absolutely showered me with love yeah, that's so amazing to hear your story, and that has to feel good just to have that weight off your shoulders and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that other than, well, you talked a lot about um, feeling more authentic and feeling more you. Is there any other transformations that you have gone through, like mentally or how you feel um, ever since that time that you came out more publicly to the world? Um, I feel like I've honestly changed in the way that I don't care as much about what society thinks of me. I've really changed my perception of like living up to other people's expectations of me and, you know, living this so-called perfect life and in the sport, in a sport like gymnastics, it's easy to want to be perfect because that's what you're striving for every day is perfection, perfect tens, you know? Um, and I think I've really just recognized the fact that I'm not perfect and the only, like, person that I should really care about is myself. I mean, obviously, I don't want to be, like, completely selfish and I mean that in no selfish way. Like, I care for my friends, I care for my family, my girlfriend and everything. Um, but at the same time, sometimes it's okay to be selfish and it's okay to put your needs first and remember that you don't have to live up to what other people think of you or you don't have to live up to what other people have planned out for you. It's all about what you want and um, putting yourself first and putting your happiness first because at the end of the day, you're the only person stuck with you forever. So um, I think that's definitely just changed my perception a lot to, you know, I don't care what this person thinks of me or if they don't like me, then they don't like me. That's okay. I have a whole army of friends, a whole army of my teammates behind me that will support me till the day I die. So I think that's just super important and it's honestly made me a lot happier of a person. That's so awesome. That's super powerful that you are the only person that you're stuck with for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Just wow. Yeah, it's like crazy when you think about it, but it's like, no one will know you as best as you know yourself. And you're the only person in your mind and no one else can read your mind. And you can open up to anybody as much as you want to. But at the end of the day, no one will ever know as much about you as you know about yourself. Because, like, you're stuck with yourself 24-7. Like, you're, you're trapped. Yeah. <laughs> you're trapped with yourself. <laughs> that you know? is so true. Even if you get married and or you're with, you're with that person forever, you know, you go through times of the day where they're at work so you're not with them and you obviously were not born with that person so you are with yourself 24 7 for your whole life so why spend your life 
trying to live up to what other people want of you when you are the only person that you can make happy and you know you can only do things that make you happy so I think that's just like super powerful and something that I've definitely thought a lot about lately and have it's like changed my way of living in a way yeah it's awesome I think definitely that's so true and it's amazing how you have to take care of yourself first and once you can take care of yourself then you're able to you know help other people and that in turn helps you but like having that base of making sure that you yourself are the happiest that you can be in that moment Mm -hmm. and taking care of all aspects of your life first is so important and that's that's just really great to hear exactly there's it's like a metaphor in a way what I'm about to say it's like but when you're on a plane and they're like in case of emergency like put your mask on before helping others like if you're unable to breathe and you're trying to help someone else like you're just hurting yourself like you and the person you're next to you know like you have to take care of yourself before you're able to help someone else so I guess that's kind of like a metaphor like take care of you and love yourself before you can like please other people and take care of others you know exactly a great analogy yeah for sure nearing the end we'll wrap up with just a couple final questions what has been the biggest lesson that you've learned in the past year being yourself and being happy with you and recognizing that it's okay to be selfish sometimes and it's okay to be by yourself and do things by yourself and you know put your happiness first and because when you're truly happy with yourself then you can make others happy and I think that's just like the biggest thing that I've learned this past year is just being authentic to yourself being true with yourself and like truly finding happiness within you just makes the biggest impact on your life and everyone else's life that you surround yourself with being selfish allows you to be selfless yes and wow I'm kind of proud of that little saying that I just came up with but everything that you're saying just is so you articulated it so well thank you (laughs) okay a little bit of a fun question here Mm -hmm. um if you could choose any superpower what would it be This is one of my favorite questions because I feel like no one ever answers what I have. But my superpower would be to control time. No. Wouldn't that be so cool? Like That would be sweet. If you, like, embarrass yourself, you can literally just be like, oh, rewind and redo. Or if, like, you, like, do bad on a test, oh, rewind, redo. Or if, like, if you're really just having fun and you never want to leave, like, pause. Now I'm, like, here forever. Or if, like, you just want to get past a practice or something, you can just fast forward. Like... That would just be incredible. Like, people say, like, flying and stuff, but I'm like, you know, we kind of do that already every day. So what's the point in that? Or, like, being invisible, I'm like, I could just go to my room <laughs> and, like, just lock my door. Nice. But I feel like controlling time would just be such a cool thing to do. Oh, that's such a good idea. That's so clever. I, I do not think that I've ever heard anybody say that with all, like, classroom icebreakers and yeah. everything like that. Is there a time okay maybe in the past week we'll constrain it a little bit but 
when you would have used that when you would have liked to use that superpower yes i would have gone back in time and retaken my accounting final (laughs) (laughs) i would have liked to get a little better grade on my financial accounting exam but you know controlling my controllables moving forward can't do anything about it now unless i had my my superpower but (laughs) but hey but yeah your best exactly final question i think this is going to be my signature question for the pod but what adds zest to your life? Something that excites you outside of gymnastics? Hanging out with my friends and socializing. Literally just, I know that's like a cliche answer, but just being around good people can bring you so much joy. And even just like being here has like been like the highlight of my day. And just talking with good people and seeing other people happy and other people contributing to your happiness just makes my heart so warm and like after this I'm going to have a movie night with Trinity and Hallie so just being with my friends makes me so happy and I hope that I can shed happiness on other people's lives too so (laughs) yes you definitely do that is for sure well I absolutely love this conversation thank you so much for coming on the pod how can listeners keep up with you um, I'm mostly active on Instagram, and my username is sav.fs. That is awesome. Sav.fs, and I am at Leah Clapper 5 Thank you so much for listening. I cannot wait to do this again soon. Toodaloo! <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Zest and Progress. If so, please share it with your friends, with your family, post on social media. I'd also love to hear what resonated with you most. Let's keep the community growing. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.